Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to episode 25 of the Daughter and Pops podcast. Today we'll be going over the three WNBA games and then the four game threes of the NBA game uh, playoffs. So that'll be exciting. Anything to say before we get started? Let's do this. Let's have some fun today. Appreciate you guys all for listening. Hope Spotify is treating you guys as well <laughs> as it is for us. And let's give you guys some information. Okay, so the first game of the day, which is the best game of the day in my opinion, is the Seattle Storm, who are 11-2, and against the Las Vegas Aces, who are 9-3. and This will be a good one. Right, so Seattle opened up as a four-point favorite. And the total is at 165. So I think there's clear paths to victory here. Seattle's going to look to try to keep this a little bit lower scoring, while the Aces are going to try to do what they do. Um, Now, this is kind of a low total for me. I'm a little bit surprised it's just 165. Both of these offenses are pretty efficient. Um, Let's also not forget... Uh, that the Seattle Storm is coming off that embarrassing loss to the Fever in a game where we actually talked about that uh, we didn't think they'd lose to the Fever, but we did have our best bet on the Fever. But our biggest reason for that is because Seattle was likely in a look-ahead spot to play against the Aces. Now, all of a sudden, that game is here. Um, I lean towards the Seattle side. I just feel like they're the better overall team. Um, I, I feel like they're just more efficient. They're typically a team that gets off to really good starts. Just if you were to break down just the first quarter alone, Seattle's offense is the second best in the league. And I just feel like that's likely to continue here. Um now keep in mind too that that the aces are actually number one so i'm looking over some stats and i was i was slightly mistaken here um i also know that sue bird is going to be out for the storm again okay i mean that's that's not the greatest news but it's also not the worst if any team's prepared for that i think it's seattle i just feel like overall um i feel like the championship pedigree of seattle this is a big game and it's a interesting uh, wobble situation. I just trust the veterans of Seattle more than I trust the personnel for the Aces to win a big game like that. I like Seattle. I think it's funny when we say veterans for Seattle and Aces. We're talking about Asia Wilson in her third year and like Stewart in her four, like third or fourth year as well. <laughs> True, but then you gotta yeah. You consider playing overseas like they do in their yeah, off season, yeah. and then the Olympic matchups and Team USA. So, yeah, you're right. They're young in WNBA years, but in games played, they're not. And let's let's bring up a perfect example of that. Besides yourself, you got Liv, your sister. Liv Legend is nine years old, and she's played in over a hundred and thirty, hundred and forty. Uh, AAU high-level basketball games already at nine years old. So most people, when they see her, they're like, oh, look at that little young girl out there. It looks like, you know, wow, she's so little and young. But they don't realize that she's played more games already than just about everybody. <laughs> than most 14, 15-year-olds. Yeah, it's pretty funny. What you got? 
Well, for me, I do know that I think that Jordan Canada as 7,000 taking over Sue Bird's spot, she will play well, but just about everybody on the drafting standpoint is going to take her because that's always what happens with inter- uh, injuries. Whoever's out, they take the backup person for them. So as much as I like Jordan Cannon in this game, I would say stay away from the percentage standpoint. For the Storm, I, f- I like Jewel Lloyd. She's 9,600. She's been playing really well. She's been getting around four times her fantasy um, price. So I say that's a win right there. And so in that case, I like her, especially in this being another fast-paced game. For the Aces, I it's tough choosing somebody going against these teams' defense because both of them have good defense on the forward and guard standpoint. But in my opinion, their guard uh, going against each other, the guards are the worst part of the, of the defense. And it's tough to say that because all of them are really good. But in that case, for the Aces, Kayla McBride, 7,200, or even Jackie Young at 6,400. She was going off there for a little bit, but then she stopped. She slowed down a little bit. I think that in this case, she would have to, she'd have to play pretty well or at least put up a couple points on the, on the box score. Okay. I'm excited to watch this game. I know we use that term a little bit too much, the word excited. Um, I'm but, thrilled to watch this game. You know, right before we decided to come on the air, and it, it is a big sports day, there's no doubt about it. We're incredibly busy, so but we're happy to produce this and get this out to you guys. Is um, You know, this is an ABC primetime game, uh, so there's going to be a national televised audience here for this one, and we got it on tape. We're excited to watch it later today. Yes, we are. Okay, let's flip the page. Next up, we have the Indiana Fever, who are five and seven, against the Chicago Sky, who are nine and four. So the Chicago Sky opened up, and make sure. Yeah. Chicago Sky opened up, and sorry guys, my foot hit the uh, hit our recorder, so I apologize <laughs> for that. Chicago opened up as a nine and a half point favorite, with a total of a hundred and seventy point five. Not surprised with that hundred and seventy number. Chicago's coming off a game in which they put up a number on the Liberty, which who doesn't? Uh, but Chicago's offense is legit. They roll. And the Fever, you know, they're coming off that shocking win with only eight players. To me, this is a matter of I'm going to go to you, Tati, before I give my final opinion, just because I know that there's questionables on both sides. And not just normal questionables, but like serious questionables, right? I think I think Tiffany Mitchell yeah, it's is Tiffany, questionable. Tiffany Mitchell is actually out. Okay. And Cheyenne Parker for the sky is out. She is, Cheyenne is out? Yes. All right. Supposedly, she's supposed to be back in the, one of the next two games. Okay. So then let me ask you this. Fever, if anyone that's handicapping this game has the question, with the Fever pulling off that shocking win in their last game, and you said so yourself that they were going to be undermanned, so they're going to have a shortage of players, coming off that emotional win, now they got to turn around and play Chicago in a track meet? Uh-huh, it's going to be tiring for They're them. They're still going to be shorthanded. So when you play in games and you pull off and your team wins in emotional games, is it hard to turn around and play the next game? Uh, Yeah, a little bit because everybody is 
still uh in that case like tired if there's a shorter amount of players they're either happy and like excited they won a game against a bigger team and so in that case going into this they could be overconfident in some cases and or just very tired and don't really want to run up and down the court which is exactly what the chicago sky do that is true. That and in my opinion, Chicago is the fastest paced game, like fastest paced team in the game. Mm-hmm. And so, like for the Fever being still tired from their last game going into this, they're gonna be even more tired. Okay. So that's my thoughts on that standpoint. For the Fever, I do know that they are gonna be tired, like I just said. <laughs> So it's going to be kind of hard to take somebody from the, that team. But if I were, I'd take somebody like Natalie Achanwa. I feel like she's an under-owned forward when it comes to the fever. And she's 6,300 today. I feel like she played pretty well in this last game. So going up to against them today, I feel like they played the uh, Mystics or the Aces? Who was that? Uh, the fever. I don't remember exactly who they played. Uh, didn't they beat the Storm? Oh, yes, they beat the Storm. And in my opinion, the Storm have pretty strong forwards, and Sky not so much. So I would like a Chan one this game for the Fever. From the Sky standpoint, I'm going to go with Kalia Copra, 8,200. I still feel like she's not getting enough love, and yes, I was one of those people the other day. <laughs> Um, so in that case, I do like her a little bit, and I also like somebody like Gabby Williams. She's 6,100. With Cheyenne Parker being out, I feel like her and Gabby Williams are somewhat the same person slash player, and I feel like if Gabby Williams actually steps up and performs, that team can be, like, very well or very good. Okay. All right. You know, uh, the copper pick, I actually think might be the one of the best picks of the day. Again, this is the track meet game. I like to usually have, for the most part, guards in those situations. Um, and I feel like there's just extra extra minutes just with Cheyenne Parker being out. And so, yeah, I, I love the copper pick a lot. I probably, I like the copper pick more than I like anything from a cider total perspective in this game. Dang. <laughs> Let's flip it. Okay, flip it. Next up, we have the New York Liberty, who are 1-11, against the Connecticut Sun, who are 5-8. and eight. So, for me, on the DraftKings side... Oh, before we get to that, I saw that Sabrina doesn't have to get surgery. I saw that this morning, so that's a very good sign for the Liberty. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a definitely a great sign for the Liberty. It's also a great sign for all basketball fans in general. Yes. Uh, we need to have Sabrina out there on that court. There's no question about it. For sure. So hopefully she can get back onto the court soon enough. Right. So in this game... Uh, real quick, last thing for the Fever Sky. For the Fever, yes. every game that they've played this year has had the same results, straight up and against the spread. I think this is going to be the game that's different. Um, I, I I think that I think that something it's it's going to be a little bit different in this game against the Sky. For the Liberty Sun, the Sun opened up as an eleven and a half point favorite, total of a hundred and sixty two point five. I was really hoping that Connecticut would have a better showing against Las Vegas in their last game. 
because I would be looking to take the liberty in this game. Unfortunately, the Connecticut lost by 21. They got blown out against the Aces. And lately, when lately when the Sun have lost, they've turned around and won conv- fairly convincingly against the point spread in the next game. Let me explain. They lost big to Seattle. They turned around and beat the Fever by 22 as only a five-point favorite. Before that, they lost by seven to the Sky. They turned around and beat the Dream can by they put up 93 points covered the point spread by six their loss before that they lost to seattle then they turned around and played the wings they won by 23 and covered that spread by 20 points so what i'm saying is connecticut is usually really good off of losses especially embarrassing losses and now they're playing the liberty who are struggling to put up a fight and who've lost by big numbers before I could easily see where this is a seven or eight point game, and then all of a sudden the Liberty, I don't want to say they throw in the towel, but then they start to think, here we go again, and that's what happens with bad teams. They start to lose, and then they just get accustomed to it, and then it becomes a really, really, really slippery, slippery slope. I'm not saying I like the Connecticut side, because 11.5 is a lot, but I do like the under 162.5 because honestly, I don't I don't think the fever I'm sorry, I don't think the Liberty put up more than 63, 64 points in this game. So I do like the under. Dang, that's not very many points for Okay, WNBA. so maybe maybe they touch sixty-eight. Okay. But they're not hitting okay. seventy. That's that's <laughs> that's not even a hot take. <laughs> that's funny. So from the Liberty side, I feel like it's another one of those fever types of teams. It's hard to take anybody with them like losing my blowouts. Please don't tell me you have a player on the Liberty today. No. Okay, good. Woohoo! No, I don't really like anybody. But if I had to take somebody, I would probably take somebody like Kia Nurse. She's 6,900. Being a guard, she hasn't done much since. She was injured at the beginning uh, with an ankle, and she was playing well before that. I think it was like two games. She was playing very well for them. And with her, when she came back, she hasn't really done anything yet. And she's only got like 12, 15 points. And I feel like we all expect more from her. So in my opinion, I feel like she could do something in this game. She's 6,900. From the Connecticut Sun standpoint, I don't really like taking the big, bigger names, like in the 10,000s, but I feel like Alyssa Thomas at 10,500 going against Amanda Zabi, first off, she is the taller player, and she's more physical, and she's faster. I mean, that's not a very equal matchup right there. Zowie B. I know I'm always going against Zowie B. Um, so in that case, I do like Alyssa Thomas. For a sleeper for the Sun, I look at somebody like Kayla Charles at 5,200. She, in some of like the smaller games, like against the Fever, um, and in this case against the Liberty, she seems to get more minutes. And I feel like if she gets more minutes today and against Liberty with one of the worst defense, I feel like she could do something good. So that's my take on that. Anything else on the WNBA? No, I think, but with the three games today, obviously we're looking at a one, 
high profile game and then probably two blowouts for the most part. Yeah. Um, I think that the Liberty are the team that's going to score the least amount of points. The Sky are going to score the most amount of points. And the Storm are going to come up with the most important win. Okay. Well, speaking of, like, most important, two of the three games went to overtime yesterday. And the... So, it was, like, the underdogs. So, the Sparks Dream, which Sparks ended up pulling it off. Mystics Wings, Wings pulled it off. And the the game that you would think would go to overtime didn't, which was the Lynx-Mercury game, which the Lynx won by 10. It was pretty interesting. We were... I was shocked when you gave me the information of the OT game. Uh, yesterday. Yesterday. That, that was crazy. Um, he thought I was pulling a prank on him. <laughs> and then, hey, how about the Dallas Wings? You know? You called it, Pops. Young teams, usually when they blow big leads and go to overtime, usually lose in overtime. Props to the Wings. I'm telling you. I'm telling you guys. Best team in the league. Well, for the Sparks, they're lucky Candace Parker made that layup, right? 3.7 seconds left? There's no reason for them to go to overtime. Yeah. That's for sure. And from the Mystic standpoint, the highest score of the day was Maisha Hines-Allen at 35 points. But Kawhi Leonard beat her by one point and scored 36. So, those were the two leading scorers of the day. Okay. Okay, let's go on to the NBA because we've got some exciting stuff today. Right, Pops? We gotta go. We just gotta go through this. There's a lot going on. Lots. So first off, we have the Milwaukee Bucks versus the Orlando Magic. So this is the first chance for the Bucks to take the series lead. Which it's is shocking. So they're one-one. It's basically like being back at zero-zero. There is no chance that Milwaukee loses this game today. There's no, no way, especially after what Giannis said afterwards about basically they had to show up, they had to perform. So they're back in that same boat again today, um, and this is their second chance to get off to a um, to be ahead in this series. And I don't think they make that mistake like they did in Game One. I, I like Milwaukee, and I like Milwaukee big. Okay, well I like Milwaukee as well. I don't know if I like them big though. I feel like Orlando could come out fired up and end fired up, um, but I do still have the Bucks winning the game with. It's all because of Patrick Connington. 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 As we call him, Connington. Patrick Connington. He's only 4,100 today. As Poss would say, best pick of the day. <laughs> He's up there. He is up there. I, I do like, I'd be interested to know a couple of the bench players, like a Sterling Brown. Oh. Well, I have Frank Mason. He's 3,900. Frank Mason, power hands. Power hands. Hands power the future. Hands. Love our power hands, fam. Okay, next up, we have the Indiana Packers against the Miami Heat. In my opinion, the Heat are up 2-0. Uh, I'm going with the Packers today. That sucks. Because I unfortunately agree with you. Seriously? Dang. I do. I do. Uh, if the if the Pacers, I, I'm you're making me start to call them the Packers. <laughs> if the Pacers are gonna win a game in this series, it's this game. I think they step up. Malcolm Brogdon, big game coming. Six thousand nine hundred for him. I I feel like that's too low. By the way, 
69. That's too low for him. Um, this is their game. I, I, I definitely like the Pacers today. Speaking of too low, um, Tyler Hero is only 5,400. He's one of my um, favorite picks of the day as well. Okay. I, I can get with that. I think of all the, the four NBA games today, this is likely to be the lowest scoring game. That's the only thing I think is going against you in that one. That makes sense. Next up, we have the Houston Rockets against the OKC Thunder. I'm the most stubborn person in the world. <laughs> I've lost on the Thunder the first two games, more so in game one than game two. I'm going right back to the well. Chris Paul, if he tells me that he's going to step up and he needs to do more, then I'm riding with State Farm, baby. I got the Oklahoma <laughs> City Thunder. But what about Shy? Shy's playing super well. Shy Gildas Alexander? I'm not surprised. Yeah, he he's seven thousand one hundred. He the other day he was like six three. So, you know who's got to do a better job for the Thunder? Steven Adams. Billy Donovan, their head coach. Oh, <laughs> he's got to do better. Yeah, he does. Well, for me, I'm gonna go with the Rockets because I mean they're playing very well right now. I feel like they're super confident, and if they could win with Harden having a bad shooting night and without Russell Westbrook, I feel like they can win again, win the series. Okay. And for the last game of the day, we have the LA Lakers against the Trailblazers. What an interesting game this is going to be. Yes, it is. After game one, everyone said the LA train was done. After game two, everyone's saying that the Lakers are back. <laughs> Can't we just play some games without jumping to some crazy conclusions? Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel. That said, I think this is a game where Portland's going to play a little bit better than what's expected of them. Meaning this eight-point spread, that's too high. And then secondly, in the NBA games today, I like this game to go over. It's, It's 225 points. I feel like uh, the first two games of the series have been at a sales pace, low scoring. This is going to be that breakout game that's going to go. Both teams are going to go over 112 points tonight. 112. Okay. Who do you have winning the game? <laughs> Lakers in a close one. Lakers? I'll go with the Blazers. That's what I'm going to go with. They're not going to, because of their blowout loss the other night, I just, they're not going to lose tonight in my opinion. How many points does Dame score tonight with the, with the hurt finger? Um, 38? I don't know. (laughs) So you can't quite put a finger on it? Yeah. (laughs) No, I can't. What do you think? 56. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, Pop says 56 for Lillard, and I say 38. I have that written down, and whatever happens will be told in the next podcast. (laughs) All right. So remember, I said that both teams would get to 112. What's half of 112, Tati? Half of 112, 50, 60, 61. 56. Oh, wait. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yes, yes. Oh, right on the air. <laughs> you guys got to hear Tati's math skills. I know. I accidentally added 10 twice. <laughs> okay. 
Anything else to say before we wrap it up? Absolutely. Are you kidding me right now? Here's my rant for today. <laughs> it's all about the golf. <laughs> so as we wrapped up yesterday's podcast, we were able to follow some of the golf and got our friends on the Symmetra Tour doing their thing in Cal- right? in Cali. How did Beaumont. Palm Des Palm Springs this in- Inland Empire IE. At the same time, we got the PGA Tour in their first round of their playoffs. Talking Man, about playoffs. Man, it was crazy. We had Scotty Scheffler shoot 59. I did see as the 12th ever score of 59 or better. And it was the course record. Course record. And then, but it was the quietest 59 ever because still everyone's talking about Dustin Johnson. He ended up shooting 60. But he was 11 under after 11 holes. I'm not sure if I've even done that in video games back in the day. <laughs> so that's absurd. Yeah, right? He went like birdie, eagle, birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie, birdie. Yeah, he was, <laughs> he was seven under after five holes. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Um, so, yeah, that, that's uh, some interesting things. And then speaking of Symmetra Tour, right now... The ladies are playing in their the women's British Open, so they're playing uh, overseas. Royal Troon, if you haven't checked out Royal Troon, definitely look at it and posted stamp. And I'm just it's a it's a it's a legendary course, and there's a player that's currently winning uh, as they're like midway through the third round, so more than halfway through the, tur- the tournament, and we watched her play last week on the Symmetra Tour. Sophia Popa. And we're just amazed by her. Um, and Sophia, if you're listening, man, you're, dude, amazing. You're unbelievable, actually. But do me a favor. When you walk off the 18th green, I don't care how difficult it is for you. You got to keep your emotions in check. And I say this because I actually care about you. I believe in your talent. I see all the wins you're wrapping up on mini tours and you're doing your thing. Yes, and she clearly is. right now, like I'm so we're so excited to watch you. Um, but I'm a little nervous. As a parent, I'm worried that when we turn on the TV, that if you just barely miss hit a shot, that you're gonna go all crazy and start crying on us again. And so I just wanna say, I think that as you move forward, especially playing a sports as mental as golf, you gotta keep your emotions in check. You can't be showing out. I mean, look at Dame Dollar. Here he is. With a jacked up finger, but he ain't crying over spilt milk. Sophia, neither do you. Okay? So if you somehow want to take that next step, I feel like you got to take a look at your emotions. So I know that we have some golfers that listen to this podcast. Tati's looking at me like right now, like, are you serious right now? <laughs> you just went in on Sophia Pop Popov. Hey, listen, I hope you win the Women's British Open. I really do. You win the British Open, I'll start crying for you. How about that? I'll do the crying for you, Sophia. Keep up the good work. Yeah, right? Hey, we got a UFC event tonight, too, just to throw into the mix. <laughs> so many sports Talk tonight. to you, the floor is yours, because I'm sure I'm going to get a phone call from Miss Popoff. I know, right? Well, to wrap things up, there's so many sports today. Please watch something, because everything is so exciting. And I hope everybody has a great day today, a happy Saturday, um, an awesome start to the weekend. I appreciate everybody tuning in today, and that wraps up episode 25 of the Daughter and Pops podcast.